This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. On your Friday, we got a big uh, football game coming up this weekend. A lot of people are giddy and excited about Valentine's Day coming up. So mm-hmm. a lot's going on here. Going to be cloudy, a few showers today, though. You're right, Hawk. There is so much going on. I am worn out already. Okay. I was just being agreeable. Someone said they were tired of us arguing all the time, so I thought I would be agreeable. (laughs) Well, it looks like a high of 64 today. And y'all freaked out when I did it. That's not good. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have you tried anything new lately? I'm like, you know, a lot of us get in an old rut, and we do the same things over and over every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's called routine, and it feels nice. Yeah, it's a comfortable place to just kind of nestle in there, and you just do the same old thing. If I didn't do the same old thing, I'd forget to do something I need to do. Oh, okay. That's how routines work. Yeah. Well, there are benefits for trying something new. Have you ever like made an effort to think, you know what, I want to do something new. I want to do, I just want to change things up a bit. Because like, there's some people who are just made for that. Like, you know what, I got a buddy of mine. He will drive different ways to work just for the new experience. Or he'll drive home different ways from work because he doesn't like the same routine. Now, I went to Tri-County Tech, and every, that drive was 45 minutes from my home. <laughs> okay. And, yes, yeah. we did that to break up the monotony. Okay. All but, right. like, from here to home, it... It's too. What hard did you to say? You did it to what? Break up the monotony. Is that monotony. 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 Made me think I said the wrong word because it's early. Are you on cold medicine or anything today? I, you know, I was high on life. But don't worry, you're sucking it out of me. So that's so funny. I'm high on life. Yeah, we know it's life. I don't get that. Well, when it comes to something new, when's the last time you did something new, Tom? I don't know. I probably didn't do it by choice. I mean, what year? <laughs> what, what, what year was it? I'm sure I did something new this year. Yeah. Did, did your wife make you do it? She had something to do with it. I think it was drinking coffee on the way home from Florida. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. 67% <laughs> said they've actually tried new food or drink. It's not small for me. I don't drink coffee normally, and I've been drinking coffee more now. But you know, switching it up sometimes, you got all those fountain drinks to choose from when you stop by a convenience store, and you're like, oh, I want to do something. I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to make a one of those crazy drinks and a little bit of everything in my cup. <gasps> Suicide. I tried to stop drinking during the week, but um, then I come to work and it stresses me out. So then I go home and drink. Just like a little bit. See, I've changed it up. I, start, I started drinking every day. So <laughs> I'm going just... to. 
Yeah. I think it's a good idea, Kato. 64% said they've ex- expanded their taste in movies, music, and or TV shows. They want to change things up a little bit. You know, I'll watch some foreign mm-hmm. shows now. Not the subtitles, which I've done. That's mm-hmm. hard to do to read. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's where they dubbed in English. Uh, it's like homework when you got to read the subtitles. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. And don't watch a sad movie mm-hmm. when you're reading subtitles because it's hard <laughs> to read those words when you're crying. And I'm really bad about watching TikTok while the show is on in the background. So with the subtitles, I just miss everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the benefits of trying something new. If you have not tried anything new lately, you might want to challenge yourself this week. It can make you feel better in general. They say 78% of the people said that is true. Boost happiness, but only for a limited amount of time. 60% say trying something new can make you happy for a limited amount of time. It makes you uh, more creative, they say. 53% say branching out helps your creativity and your brain function. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I tried that at the beginning of this break. I was like, oh, monotony, and none of that happened. I just got everyone staring at me weird. We sang with you. You sang with me. I sang with they you, too. They did, too. But then you were like, Tom, stop doing this stuff. <laughs> we just all need a drink. Who's up for margaritas? I am. I am. <laughs> That's changing it up. I ain't had one in a while. There you go. Uh, it gives you energy if you try something new. 52% of us feel more energetic by trying something new. I feel drained after I try something new. <laughs> I think it's good to do. And yeah, I have friends, I you're talking about the food. I have friends, they all they eat is ranch dressing. They won't try <laughs> withholding vinaigrette. Yeah. They won't try blue cheese. And I'm like, mix it up. You, you know, know why they do that, though? <laughs> it's like me. I go to a restaurant, and I'm like, I'm going to get something different than what I normally get. And then when I get it, I'm like, oh, crap. But this is sucks. <laughs> I wish I'd have gotten what I normally get. But was that not life-changing to mix it up? You no, know, it sucked. Well, I mean, but you learned something. Yeah, that to... I should have ordered what I always order. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> okay, it raises your self-esteem. They say when you try something new, 51% say you feel more con- uh, content with themselves after doing something they've never done before and achieving or accomplished that feat. Um, it could be, you know, something exciting like jumping out of an airplane. I don't want to do that, but some people find excitement at that. To bring a parachute. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's fun unless it goes wrong. Then you're like, why did I step out of my comfort zone? That's why people think it's a good thing. The only people that come back to tell the story are the ones that it went well for. And then finally, (laughs) it can help you find something you love. 63% have ended up loving something that they avoided for years just because it was new. Mm. Mm -hmm. I agree. There's TV shows. I've had on my watch list for a while. And I'm finally like, let me just watch it. And I'm like, wow. Wow, you know, mm, yeah, changed yeah. my life. Mm-hmm. Wow, y'all have sold me. We're <laughs> <laughs> so having those margaritas again. <laughs> right now, I'll go mix them up. Please do. <laughs> well, Tom, you're not even awake, it sounds right, like. You see, it looks like you are drugged up. I'm sitting here just listening to this, and I'm like, I tried to do something nice at the beginning, and you guys are like, well, well, well you tried something to do nice. Do I, I did. I agreed with you at the beginning. I was like, you said, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. And you were like... What happened now? Something went wrong. He said he agreed with me. Boys, and then boys. I did the monotony Tom, thing. Tom, did, did you not? We, got, we received a text. Yeah. I just said, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to change. 
I'm going I'm to do something new because you guys won't quit arguing this morning. They said you they were going to switch stations, so I'm like, I'm going to not argue. Aww. I'm going to be supportive. You're doing it right now. No, you were the You're one that argued it. with me when I was supportive. I'm going to put you both in a get-along t-shirt, and then Cato and I are going to have margaritas and watch what happens. Uh, I want margarita. <laughs> that mean, go ahead. I'm about to switch the stations. <laughs> uh, it's all love. It's Friday. I don't understand how I am the bad guy in this. You're I not. got the text. I Are responded to it. No. I was like, hey, this lady says we're arguing too much. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to support Hawk at this. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> we don't know if that was a lady that texted in. Numbers, don't assume. Numbers have no gender. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to doing what I always do, just making people mad and arguing and being a downer. Okay, well. Hope that helps. <laughs> we do something different. No, I said I'm going back to what I always do because that isn't working. Doing something different isn't working. I think we did a good job shaking things up. Good job, team. Okay. Uh, that lady's gone, by the way. I wish I could get the flu again. Go home. <laughs> hey, you're not the only one. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. I'm going to talk about this next topic just for my wife to hear because I get in so much trouble at home for doing this and I now have science on my side. Nothing. We have, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we're still working on that one, Kato. Okay, um, we have a little dog. His name is Rico. He's a Pomeranian. He's supposed to weigh, I think, about 12 pounds and he weighs like 15 or so. He, as my daughter says, is obese. <laughs> he is he's overweight and I'm the one who gets the blame for it because I feed him table scraps and he's so well trained because I, I always promise myself after I watched my grandma's little chihuahua beg at the table oh. constantly and drove us all insane and then my grandfather would drive us insane going Katie I told you not to feed him table scraps at the <laughs> table he all he does is whine now and I was like he's not wrong you know yeah, yeah. but I, I promised I would never have that in my house so my dog is trained to sit quietly at the table stare at you with puppy dog eyes but not make a noise so he's actually sitting up at the table well, no no he's <laughs> okay. on the floor beside me. he's up at the head of the table like pass the bacon please yeah he would like to be so he just sits there and stares at you but he makes no noise at the end of the dinner i arranged some table scraps for him and i tried to be healthy we had salmon last night no one eats the skin so i figure salmon skins are good for him but I do wash off all of the spices and the salt because that's supposed to be bad, right? Mm, salmon. Uh, he loves it. <laughs> uh, but the, the skin is the fishy part. I don't yeah, like that. But he loves it. Dogs love anything that stinks. So <laughs> I give him like, you know, chicken. We have chicken, breaded chicken. I'll take the breading off and give him the actual meat. Because I figure that's good for him. That's what I used to do. Take the For the, Daisy? Yeah. Or for you? For days. Okay. <laughs> I'd, eat, I'd eat the crust, but I'd do the same thing. Yeah, and you're sitting there going, I'm going to die sooner than they are because I'm eating the crust. What, what made me feel bad is I, did, I didn't eat at a table. I ate in my lap watching TV, and most of the time she's right there, and she Daisy would just stare at me, and I could just see her out my peripherals. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. I'd take that last bite, forget to give her a nibble. <sighs> That's and I'd have to open my mouth and give him some. <laughs> Spit it back on my plate. I've done that like a mama bird. Yes, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so because I always gave her. I never fed her while I ate. It'd right, be my same last here. Bite, same here. My last bite or something. I always thought having a dumpster dog because I literally found him on the side of the road, and I was like, I'll be able to give him anything. I'll drop food. He can eat it. 
No. He gets one tortilla chip and he's sick for a week. No, not my dog. He's oh. good. Now, the problem is every now and then he'll get the squirts and it's like you're running <laughs> yeah. around with a steam vac trying to keep your house <laughs> clean. But most of the time he eats whatever we give him, no problems. But I get all these lectures about how he's obese and all this other stuff. <laughs> I like that word. And so, I know, me too, actually, because it fits. They just came out with a study from university that says scraps made of non-processed foods are better for dogs than most of their own dry foods. Do we eat anything that's non-processed? <laughs> I like to think, like, when I do the chicken, I'm, I'm pulling all the breading off. It's just meat. It's just plain meat. But, I mean, it could be shot up with something. I didn't say that. They said process. That's when they run it through nitrates and all that crap, like a salami roll or something. That's how I read it. Right. Um, They also said that uh, only about one out of five dogs get side effects like diarrhea, vomiting. The rest of them, 80% of them, are good-eating table (laughs) scraps. And if they're healthy table scraps, they're way better for their digestive system than even their own dry foods. And those rawhide chews are 117% more likely to give the dog problems. And I will say I've tried them myself, and they give me problems, too. (laughs) But they would give probably anybody problems. I don't know. I've never talked to anyone else that's done it. We'll have family uh, gatherings, and uh, I have family that have pets, and they literally put out a warning to everyone before we eat. Do not, repeat, right. do not feed the dogs yeah. anything, or you will have to clean up. Oh, so apparently, they, they're one of the small the percentage dogs. that just does not and do well. And it's so unfair, because our my sister-in-law has a $3,000 golden, uh, whatever they're called, retriever. retriever. Thank you. That's her own fault. And they'll give him tacos, like full tacos, and this dog is totally fine. But my dog, who was living on the streets, is like, it can. It has to be tap water. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog sounds like kind of a high-maintenance dog. Yeah. He really is. Is he, he gets, gluten-free? He gets it from his daddy. Yeah. Oh. Well, um, I, I think it's interesting that there, here you are with this dry food. That's, some of it is very expensive, and it's supposed to be very good for them. And then you find out table scraps, if they're handled properly, could be better for them. But I think that's the key. They're not handled properly. I think there's a bunch of people eating gravy and biscuits and stuff, and they're just like, you know, lay the plate down on the floor (laughs) and let the dog lap it up, and that's where the problems come in. Well, the worst thing for me, Cato, is what you said about, like, when you eat that last bite, you forgot to give it to them. I always feel guilty looking at them, and you're like, all they're waiting for is for you to give them the leftovers of what you ate. I know. You almost feel like you're a jerk. You're like, how? I'm like a king, and these peasants are down there, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll give you my scraps, maybe even out of my mouth, if I forget. You <laughs> Quit. <laughs> but but I but I do set aside stuff as I eat for him. Well, I try. I forget sometimes yeah, when I'm me hungry. Too. I just <laughs> see those puss in boots, big teary eyes, you know that movie? Yes. And your dog's looking up <laughs> and those little tear ducks start to flutter oh. a little bit. Just just one potato chip, Daddy. Just one. They can't eat just one. I know. I know. <laughs> Give them a lot. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, when your check in July comes on, ladies, and uh, you see it, what do you do? 41% of women immediately call their boyfriend or husband. Wow, I thought they would ignore it. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes I just put a post-it note over it, and yeah. I let God take care of it. And you yeah. know what? That's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> it's really, really not. Honestly, most of the time, it's going to be something to do with your oxygen sensors, and you can probably safely ignore it forever, but sometimes not. 
It's funny. I call my friends husbands or boyfriends, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about a car. Well, you know, you got a car check engine light, and some cars have an ignore check engine light light. <laughs> just going to ignore it. <laughs> yep. But 41% of the women say they call a husband or boyfriend when the check engine light comes on. And then they try to describe what's wrong with the car. It's making that noise yeah. when I do the brakes. Well, matter of fact, I stumbled on to something this morning that's kind of funny. And it's uh, people would describe what was wrong with their car. Tori, I can tell you what's wrong with yours. What? Your brake pads need changing. Oh, thanks, Tom. Yeah. But, but isn't it funny when you take it in because it's been having issues or making noises and you're like, hey, it's making this noise, but it did not do it on the way here. It yeah. never does. Always. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll, they'll even start the car and it won't make that yeah. noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leave it a day. We'll drive it. No, nothing until I get it back home. Mm-hmm. I had that happen with a garage door that was not going up and down right. I mean, it would literally turn sideways and fall off the tracks. And the guy shows up at the house and it went up <laughs> and down. <laughs> Like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> well, these were mechanics that they've gotten descriptions of what was wrong with the car. Then they started the car and see, see how funny this is. Customer states, my vehicle sounds like an elephant. <laughs> Customer states, whenever I roll the driver window down, it sounds like somebody's screaming. <laughs> Customer states, truck sounds like a snare drum. <laughs> Customer states their vehicle is making farted noises. (laughs) 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 That's a whole YouTube channel. Customer states is a hilarious YouTube channel. It's funny. Uh, It it will reduce your faith in humanity because it's not just funny sounds like that. They'll be like, the car is turning strangely, and they'll get up underneath it, and there's a rope wrapped around the steering (laughs) tire thing, and you're like... How's that even run? <laughs> I just want to say thank you to those cars for actually doing the noise yes. in front of the mechanic because and I swear my car is plotting against me. They were nailing it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> they, though? Now, these are car noises. It might be a warning of signs you're in trouble. They say sounds like a coin in a clothes dryer. Okay, that's oh. called pre-ignition. That's bad. Okay, so you already defined the problem, huh? Well, I, I'm pretty sure that's pinging, and, and that's what they describe it. It sounds like pebbles in a tin can. Matter of fact, I think this would be kind of fun. So, Tori, I know you've probably done this before. I want to describe, let's say let's say the car's lifter is pecking, okay? Go ahead and make that noise. A lifter pecking. They know what a lifter is, and Just they don't let, peck. Let her do oh. it. Lifter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your rod's knocking on your car. Wow. This is fun. Okay. It's not not accurate. (laughs) I wouldn't know if it was accurate. Well, we'll let Tom do an accurate one. Go ahead. Uh, A rod knocking, I can't make the sound. No, no, no. Let her go ahead and just say something's wrong with the car. What would it sound like? What are we are we doing a rod knocking? You said I'm not doing it correctly, so how should I be doing Mm -hmm. it? No, I said she's not doing the noise correctly. Hey, oh. she's trying her best. Okay, so a rod knocking. What it it sounds like if you were to take a broomstick to the engine and, and hit it real hard, that's what it would sound like. <laughs> kind of like that, but, but more of a, a metal sound, which is hard to do in real life. Okay. Okay. Clink, 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 Louder, deeper. There you nailed it. Finally get to it. Because a rod knocking means that the one of the things that's going to the piston is actually banging on something it shouldn't be. Ah. That's yes, not good. All right. Let's make it easy. How about just having a flat tire? 
Okay. <laughs> that was the moment it went flat. But once you're driving, what's it sound like? When I'm driving. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. still like a dog trying to get it's a fur ball. Bad. That's when it's flopped out, man. It's gone at that point. I heard a car. I swear I heard it all the way down my street come all the way down my house. I mean, from one wobble, end of the wobble, street. Wobble. Yeah, just <laughs> with a, And I walked out and looked. And it was a flat tire. I'm like, I hope they're going to the convenience store. Yeah, yeah. and you're thinking, don't they know that's just ruining it even worse? Yeah, no. I did that once. Yeah, <laughs> once. You're like, it's you know, it's got yeah. a little bit more air. I can make it another, you know. <laughs> yard down the street. Well, yeah. I'm at a red light yeah. and a car is me going, your tire's flat. I'm like, I know, and there's the convenience store. <laughs> yeah. So I pulled right in and, of course, tore the tire up. Oof. Yeah. You weren't going to get it fixed. You're just going to get something in the convenience store. I was just <laughs> going to go get some beer while I waited for the guy to come there and change go. my <laughs> tire. <laughs> car away. No, just oh, put okay. the spare on because I, I don't do that. <laughs> well, it's important, ladies, I guess, to get the description right or the noise right for your fellas to maybe fix it well i do recommend that channel on youtube customer states it's, yeah. it's some of it will really yank your faith in humanity out when you see some of the things and one of them that they said customer states that the engine won't start after she changed the oil and they open the hood and the oil is poured all the way to the top oh of my the goodness engine. they filled mm. the whole engine with oil there was no room for it to move anymore yeah, yeah. what were they thinking sorry <laughs> i don't believe you I just thought it's like a, you know, like a drink. Like you, you know you've all the got the dipstick you're supposed to check. Is she, that me? She's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. We're not a very sports-oriented morning show. <laughs> no one here is really an expert on any sport. If we had to nitpick and choose, I was more of a NASCAR person. Hawk, a little bit of football. And yeah, basketball and maybe some basketball. <laughs> That's about it. Um, there really wasn't a lot of sports stuff going on. But they asked Americans what their favorite sport was. And we find out when we do this that there's a lot of people who don't know anything about sports. And Tori, you and Kate are not alone. I'm, I love the sports thing. All you're, about it. You're actually the worst of us all. <laughs> did you play sports in uh, high school? Yeah, I did, actually. Well, that's like, terrifying. Like, all sports year-round. You did? You did played you? all of them? Oh. Yeah, except for basketball. I was so bad, the coach literally told me, you're a great kid. Don't try out next well, year. But you're short. I mean, that's not her problem. I'd say I'm average. Your problem is that you couldn't bounce the ball and throw it in the hoop, right? Yeah. You yeah, played volleyball? I did. Okay. Tennis? Mm-hmm. Soccer? Mm-hmm. What else? All right, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, they asked Americans about this, and they were like, hey, which of these sports do you understand the best, and which don't you understand? We should have some competitions between you and us. What? So, With what? Sports. Oh, I'm down. I won't. I, now, if you're like blue 42, I'll be like, I love that color, but just tell me which way to run. I told football. you, Kato. See, I know more than Kato. Did you see that look you just well, gave me? That look was looking at you like, what is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, Kato's like, what kind of clone is that? Blue 42? I don't know. <laughs> At first, I thought it was bingo. I did, too. <laughs> I'm like, is she playing bingo wrong? <laughs> B42? Okay, so here's bingo. how it shakes up. Um, that People say they know some sports better than others. Guess what sport they said they know the rules about the most? Oh, I would say one of the main ones, baseball, baseball. or football. Baseball seems easier because you hit it. it? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. It's not, though. Football was the number one supposedly most understood game. 36% of Americans say they know the rules of football inside and out. 
Another 30% said they know him pretty well. 17% said they loosely understand it. And 14% admit they have no idea what's happening. There's nothing worse when you jump. I'm like, oh, no, that was a past interference. And then the other guys are yelling something else. And you're like, uh, yeah, what they said. That's why you don't say anything. Yeah. You let somebody else speak up first. You just go, oh, no. <laughs> good home run. Good home run. And it's a football game. That's not. That's not good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> People don't like you when you go that, to the That's games. why you just say, oh, no. Oh, well. Just go, oh, no. Yeah. Okay, oh, no. so next was actually basketball. I thought it would be baseball, but uh, baseball and basketball were close. Well, you can always say, that's a foul. That's a foul. In volleyball? No, in oh, basketball. Okay. That's um, you said. Yeah, baseball and basketball. <laughs> and then uh, volleyball was next. So that was interesting to me. I, maybe it's because, like, in my case... I think I probably played volleyball at school at some point. And then you, if you have a daughter that plays it, you learn it from that or even a son or whatever. Uh, then they went on down to uh, tennis and then boxing. And uh, golf and soccer were tied near the bottom of that, although soccer has become more popular. Where's curling at? Because I don't <laughs> understand that. I don't even understand why we're doing that game. Yeah, well, I don't either, and I don't think anyone knows the rules except the people who play. Well, you know what? When the Olympics roll around every time, you feel like after you hear a couple judges say certain terms, like they stuck the landing and all that stuff, you feel like you know it too. Oh, you watch it? Yeah, and you're <laughs> like, you know, oh, that dive. They splashed way too much to get any. Oh, they're not going to get a 10 out of that one. As you're sitting there eating all the potato chips, judging them. That's Uh, the only thing people know about dives is if there was a splash or not. mm -hmm. You're like, the less splash, the higher we would score it. I want them to change the rules. I want to see what we did when we were kids. I want them to do that can opener, that cannonball off that big high dive. jackknife. Then let's see the bigger (laughs) splash. That's what I want to see. That's when you'll see the judges go, 10, 9, 9. The belly flop contest. Who has the pinkest belly? Yeah. That's good. Now, that's Olympics I want to see. Oh, normal people hurts. doing normal things. Okay, then there was two more sports. Ice hockey was ninth, and the last place, dead last place, was rugby. I don't even know what rugby is. I think it's like British baseball. No, rugby is football. That's what they call it over in Europe. Oh, what's the one where they look like they're hitting a baseball? but cricket. they're not? Cricket. That's what I was thinking of as cricket. See, I know things. You're welcome. Yeah, at the bottom of the list, you knew more than I did, for sure. What about lacrosse? Uh, You know what's weird? Because I know people that play lacrosse, but it wasn't on this list. I know people that wear the shirts. (laughs) That's it. That's Izod Lacoste. Oh, that's the little polo guys, right? No, you're thinking of the alligator. That's actually polo. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I get eyes on the Costco. (laughs) Much cheaper. Kirkland. Not, Not seeing that emblem. Oh, yeah, they actually sell Lacoste there. It's mm-hmm. just, it's like, I guess the, it's probably like the uh, stores, like the outlet stores. It's pretty bad when we know more about the shirts than the sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 